welcome to the most excellent 80s movies podcast. It's the podcast where a filmmaker, a comedian, and their guests uh, ice pirate their way through the movies of the 80s that we think we love or might have missed. And today we're talking about Ice Pirates, a movie selection from 1984, about which Google says... Water is the most precious commodity in the galaxy where Princess Karina is trying to find her father, who has disappeared after discovering treacherous information. She is sold to space pirates, who she enlists in helping her track down her father. That's only kind of, I guess, what the movie is about. <laughs> uh, but to, <laughs> to discuss it today with me, oh, by the way, I'm Christy Lenz, director of the Neighborhood Comedy Theater in downtown Mesa, Arizona. And with me, as always, is Nathan Blackwell, uh, independent filmmaker with Squishy Studios and master of self-introductions. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and today we have two fabulous guests. Oh, my God. Not We're, one, yeah. but two. Yes. The, the, let, us, let us bound their identities together and call them the filmmaking <laughs> duo of Yay. Sean Oliver and Drew Leatham. Of third productions. Hello, happy to be here. Yes, a pleasure. So, so Sean's been with us before, um, right, Sean? Yeah, yeah, I did. Um, Enemy, Enemy Mine. Oh, mm-hmm. maybe, maybe a year ago or so. So I'm very, very happy to be back and watching weird <laughs> I... eighty movies <laughs> at your request. <laughs> Uh yeah, so we, obviously we thought of you guys when we when we thought of Ice Pirates because mm-hmm. we had never seen the movie and we didn't know if you had seen the movie. <laughs> <laughs> well yeah, when you, and you hit me up and it's kind of a weird special one because we did see this movie mounted as a stage play done by our old high school. Yes, that's what? It was amazing. <laughs> that, that's not was, really my only uh, experience with Ice Pirates. Beyond this, no, that's um, the only reason I had previously watched it. If I had, if yeah. they had not done it on stage, I never would have watched it before. So, so re- uh, quickly, tell us a little about yourselves. Go. For um. It. Yeah. Sure. So, uh, I'm Sean Oliver, and I've been making movies with Drew for. 10 15 years now so also kind of fitting in that independent filmmaker category uh we just wrote and produced our first feature film called forever home um which will be for like a future podcast 30 40 years from now when they watch obscure movies. <laughs> the independent filmmakers can watch movie. our movie <laughs> and then talk about whether they thought it was a good idea or a bad idea to make it uh-huh um, but yeah, so that's a little bit about me. Drew, I know Drew. Drew's got a bunch of other stuff he does. He might want to. I'm. I yeah. My name is Drew Latham. I work in a lot of film. Um, of course, love doing indie and a lot of projects with Sean. I'm also a piano teacher and a performer. Um, I'll be performing in the Diary of Anne Frank with Child's Play Theater. Uh, oh. They're uh, a pretty well known theater company out of Tempe that does a lot of theater for youth like arts and, and touring kids mm-hmm. shows and stuff like mm-hmm. that. So I'm, I'm excited to be playing with them and yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Also yeah, a master of self-introductions. <laughs> yeah, It's our <laughs> strong suit. Yeah. <laughs> I, I've known these gentlemen for, for many years. Um, Sean uh, has also 
Uh, he has a bit part in my movie, the last movie ever made. Yes. Um, but we were both. Um, I call it a cameo, not a bit part. <laughs> it's a <but>. cameo. <laughs> you know what, though? You've got like two scenes, so it's not a cameo. Yeah, it's true. It's true. Well, I mean, like if you were like, you know, it's like if. I wish I like... had lost 20 pounds for that second scene, though. It's not a good angle of me. Well, it only takes place like two, like two or three days later. So it would be weird if you lost the weight from one season <laughs> to the next. I just I would have I would have rather my stunt double come in for that full body shot. Yeah, well, it was a, it was a white it was not a flattering lens. <laughs> it was but, all yeah. the lens. But Sean and I both uh, teach um, uh, at uh, Glendale Community College. Um, uh, a film, yeah, we we teach one class a semester. Um, and it's been fun. This semester, we both taught the same class, uh, just you, separately. But in competition. Okay. Yeah, exactly. And so <laughs> I was like, so what do you, I, did, I don't know what to do with these guys. And he was <laughs> What was helpful. the class? Uh, it was video production. Basically, it's like intro. FMP to, 108. Yeah. And basically, it's intro to film and okay. video production. So it's it's a bunch of baby filmmakers. Um, trying mm. to figure out if they want to do this or not. Yeah, even young people that that have no idea what it takes to make a movie, and then as they learn even the slightest amount of what it really is, is like, ah, I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's more fun to watch them than it is to make them. This yeah. seems hard. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, it's a lot of work. Which is something that I did kept kept saying while watching Ice Pirates was how Ice much Pirates. work yeah, had to have hard. <laughs> Sometimes it doesn't all come together. No. Yeah, and you don't know till the end. I think that's what also people don't realize is that's no the one. Part. You know, every movie started out as a good idea. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> this movie really reminded you of that. <laughs> um, so, so we'll definitely let's definitely swing back to the stage production, but let's go ahead and get into. <laughs> so I swear it. So, yeah. So. All of, so I'll throw this out to everyone. What's your past uh, with the movie Ice Pirates? Past? I have what do you no mean past? No past with the movie, no past yeah. with the movie <laughs> Ice Pirates. Just I, I, stage play. That was it. Yeah, yeah that... I, I think this is a unique episode because I don't think any of us had really seen the movie in any genuine capacity beforehand. Yeah. yeah. When I was growing um, up, no one was like running over with that VHS being like, you gotta see this. And, and I'm sure people like cherry picking episodes or might pass over ice pirates um, (laughs) of the podcast, (laughs) you know, but I, I had always seen it like on like cult movie lists or had seen it like it, you know, it pop up somewhere. And yeah, this is my first ice pirate experience. Um, well, even when, when we've kind of turned it on, our first thought, you know, we were like, so is this kind of like supposed to be like a parody of like Spaceballs level? <laughs> and then as we're like, because it is a comedy, but it's, they do, it's they want you to parody. take it pretty serious, not seriously, <laughs> but it is not a parody. I do think it's trying to be its own space adventure. Right. Uh, yeah. And then they've, they, they got their jokes and stuff. 
but going in totally blind, it did take me a minute to try and like settle into like what they were trying to accomplish. A little exactly, because you, I mean, th- your first impulse is that this is a Star Wars knockoff. That this is like uh-huh. Star Crash or it with a narrative <laughs> beyond yeah. the stars, or like this is yeah, this is basically like okay, they filmed in Italy. There's only four actors who natively speak English and they're the leads and they can't <laughs> act. You know, that's the assumption. And then they're basically going to be making up mumbo jumbo about like mythology and plot because that's what nerds want to see, you know. <laughs> but I think the surprise is the pirate aspect. I think the surprise of Ice Pirates is they tried to make, they they didn't, They I, I heard that they didn't, they were going to make it a serious space adventure for 20 million. But when their budget got slashed to 8 million, they said, okay, we're rewriting it as a comedy. That's and th- yeah. Yeah. And I think that's this, that's a, it, that it is literally a comedy and not an action movie that mm. you're supposed to, that you laugh at. And that, um, that it also really is a pirate movie more than a space movie. Uh-huh. No, the is, pirate it, stuff is really the comes surprise. through. Uh huh. When they get to, I already forgot the name in the movie, but when they like get to Tortuga and the port mm-hmm. with all the pirates, where they like know them, and there is that was uh, for me the what felt like the most believable moment in the movie uh, was yeah. this like, mm-hmm. oh, they're here, they have all their friends, they always come into port here. This is where they drop off their ice halls or whatever. Right. There's, I, the, I yeah, love that. Like, there's two skanks like fighting each other in the crowd. It's like, <laughs> I'm home. <laughs> Yeah, no, I think because even when it started, it starts pretty like, again, like serious might be the wrong Silly. word, but like like straight. But yeah, it, then you get to that toilet it. gag, which is when yeah. they finally breach, and then it. that's where you, it's revealed like this is where we're going. <laughs> is like you got this goofy alien on a toilet, and they literally bonk his head <laughs> and knock him out. Right, and I was like, okay, 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 yeah. we're, we want to laugh. Yeah, exactly. Chrissy, do you do you want to take us through some of the plot? Because you're always better at taking notes than... Uh, I think I've never taken more notes and yet understood less of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> so there, the galaxy is run dry. There's no water. And the only way that people can get water outside of the control of the Templars is through ice pirates. Right. So we've got like space medieval bad guys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's space they're medieval. literally just Templars, like yeah, they're in chain from it's a different era and put on a spaceship. <laughs> mm-hmm. So we start with an ice pirate raid of a Templar ship, and we get to meet our crew. Um, mm-hmm. it, it, and our also... our lead is Robert Robert uh, Ulrich. So yeah, Robert <laughs> Ulrich Ulrich. Ulrich. Yeah, it's it's you know you read the name you don't okay so yeah <laughs> you may know him from Spencer for Hire and other like TV movies uh, and straight to video stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, he's very charismatic. Um, yes, he's very charming in this. And but the the secret joy is a is a baby Angelica Houston and Ron Perlman in this movie. Uh-huh. Yeah, oh, Angelica Houston is the treat. Yes, she's the treat. <laughs> um, so while they're invading this ship, they find a princess who is trapped in a smoke chamber. 
that drives and looked good. There's so it much. That, like, that was their if fifth if element. We're, if we're judging this movie on use of dry ice, like it's at least an eight or a nine. <laughs> and, and as Drew pointed out, this is all pre-LED. All those lights. Oh yeah, yeah. All those little, little robot lights. I was, I was, I was. They're like tiny little heated up light bulbs that are gonna like set fire to stuff. <laughs> Allergens. <laughs> and there are a lot of little lights. Mm-hmm. Oh, everywhere. I wasn't impressed everywhere. with the little robots. I there were they they took them very far. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's little R two D two style robots, but there's big Cyberman style robots too. Yeah, th- that's mainly what we're getting is like, and it's really hard to tell the good guy robots from the bad guy robots like at yeah. all. <clears throat> it's because they're all the same model. That's in lore, you know right. that. <laughs> That's how it general would be. dynamics is winning. Uh-huh. That's that's who's got it. Good guys good can't keep pirates. painting their robots blue, and the bad guys <laughs> painting theirs red. It just doesn't work. Right. Yeah. I mean, in um, real life, they wouldn't really do that. No, the the I I really appreciated the little droids. I thought those were all great and a lot of fun. The the Cybermen definitely had some, some Power Rangers vibe. Yeah, they were a little yeah. gross. Because um, yeah. they're just they're, they're so people-y. They're people yeah. in the yes. suit, so yes. they felt very like organical to me instead of mechanical. Mm-hmm. But man, they really mistreated those small robots. <laughs> <laughs> and did. I don't even remember the name, but we were treated with one of the Cybermen is kind of like has his own arc throughout as the like that's true, <laughs> the one that kind of keeps breaking and the dudes fixing them and but I can't mm-hmm. remember. They they really didn't give them enough distinction. (laughs) You should have had Uh, like a cool antenna. When he finds the princess, the first thing he does is try to look at her boobs. Yeah, yeah, and you said he was charming. Let's okay. Let's be fair. Nathan found him him charming. That's the second thing. (laughs) It happens very quickly, but when he's very very quickly, his plan is to steal her. That's yeah. Like, yeah. He sees an unconscious woman and he wants to get a look and then and then, and all this crew is like here we go again. <laughs> yeah. like, to be fair, like that is the pirate move. Let's kidnap the the rich important person. And they want like a ransom, so it's not all sexual right. weirdness. It's some of it's money motivated, which is a lot more honorable, I think. <laughs> <laughs> He does say to his crew when they're like, let's get out of here. We're not here for the princess. We're here for the ice. He's like, whatever happened to we rape and pillage? And I'm like, what? Oh, man. That's a joke. That's a joke that they make. <laughs> um, I find it fascinating that we mythologize like literally some of the like, you know, like oh. Vikings and ninjas, like literally some of the worst people that have ever existed. Yeah, but we like we like a rebel. We are like an outlaw. Yeah, you know they really right. stuck it to the king, though, right? It's it's almost like if if like a hundred years from now we like mythologized like carjackers or human traffickers. Like it's literally <laughs> the worst mm-hmm. people. You know, yeah. you would not want to hang out with most pirates. I think right. So the pirates have a big kerfuffle with the guard. Ron Perlman gets his hand cut off, and it's very casual. Yeah. Very casual. Not the they first fight, time. fight, fight. It's part and of the, the mythology. Way, the way these Cyberman robots work is that you have to encourage them to fight. You have to be like, <laughs> get in there. 
Chop, chop, chop. Chop him. Fight him. Go, go, Never go, go. Clearly has an actor been given a like, just, just keep and going. Ad-lib. And just, just ad-lib some stuff. And it's like, you know, why don't you give him a few more pieces of dialogue so he doesn't just keep repeating the same two or three. Mm-hmm. I don't blame the actor in this regard. That was a behind mm-hmm. the camera. But I never uh, I liked that interpretation though, Chrissy. That these mm-hmm. they only run off of Ike encouragement. <laughs> Verbal and that yeah. makes a lot more sense to me now. Mm-hmm. So the pirates escape, they steal the princess, and the or they the the princess is very mad at them uh when she wakes up from her smoky bath. Um and they escape by playing chicken with the little Templar ship. Um, and they end up getting captured. Their ship splits in three. Mm-hmm. That's their big escape plan: is that their ship splits into three little modularity mini ships. Mm-hmm. And uh, the handsome guy and his best friend get captured. I had to learn the friend's name by pushing pause on Amazon and finding out that his name was Roscoe. I don't think that they ever refer to him by name <laughs> as Roscoe. <Right. laughs> Uh, yeah, but I kept just writing down the friend. I think Killjoy <laughs> yeah, is one name friend. that I really picked up. Right. Yeah. That was yeah, that was the big guy who um they they met in prison. Yes. It was really nice. Yeah, um, what a friend. And very sensitive. Mm-hmm. And I think he plays he ends up playing Sloth in Goonies. Oh what? I did not yes. place that at all. I had to look it up. Yeah. Excellent. Uh, but they're in prison and they learn that what's going to happen is they're going to be redesigned. They're going to be castrated and re- lobotomized. <laughs> and and why, why just one? Into giant why just one? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Their hair and their eyebrows get turned white, which I don't understand that bit. Also around this part of the movie is where the lead really starts to look like oh. Bill Hader. Is secretly yeah. Bill Hader's dad. And so, for Drew and I, for the rest of the watch, we're just deep faking in our brain Bill Hader into every scene. Yes. I love that. He does look like Bill Hader. Um, Especially in that wig. But in, in the albino, the, the totally white... I totally forgotten about this section. Is that is that an aesthetic choice? Like, are they choosing to make them have white hair and eyebrows, or is that a side effect of lobotomizing them? The, the, it's I a side that... effect of castration, right? Oh my god, yeah, you're you're so startled. Um, <laughs> yeah, I I think socially they've got to be able to identify them, you know, okay. and so that's probably what they they landed on. But the way that they do this is they put them on a, a conveyor belt and they go through and they get like cleaned up and shaved and like <laughs> What I think Drew noticed and... was a bottling mm-hmm. factory. Everyone is. was taking totally a lot a of pleasure out of their job factory. on that conveyor belt. They were. <laughs> there was a lot of employee satisfaction. Uh, especially the two guys that are shaving their faces. Yeah. yeah. I <laughs> love the shaky the shaky old man hand coming in uh-huh. for the face shave. That's a great bit. I love that bit. <laughs> yeah, so say, say what you will about this movie, but um it the the like the the level of comedy, it's not it's not like like space balls to where it's like a parody of everything. It's like you have to get mm-hmm. a reference. They're genuinely going for a comedy. 
you know? Yeah, right. it's, it's in in world. It's like from their from themselves is where that comedy is right. coming and, from. And and I you know like looking at the cover and looking at like clips and things like that. Like I was surprised at like how comedic it is as a comedy. You know, like it rides mm-hmm. a, like a genuine. It's it's not going super lowbrow. It's definitely moments of lowbrow. Um, but yeah, it's, it's actually like a comedy, which was a surprise. Mm -hmm. Mm, And it's, it's not bad. It was pretty funny. I, I laughed more at this than I laughed at Scrooge. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and they, so they do escape getting their dicks cut off. They don't get their dicks cut off. They get the princess. princess princess. And then she buys them. They're pretending right. that they got uh, that they got redesigned, and the princess comes in and buys them. And she does say that she wants the black one because he'll match the wallpaper. Yes, <laughs> a little bit yeah. of casual yeah. racism in this. There's, movie. there's definitely mm-hmm. some casual. dated casual racism. Yeah, throughout. Yeah, yeah. but it, it's also nice that that the character Roscoe he gets a lot of moments in yes. the movie. He's you know, it's like there's one part where he's painted his robot black. It's like, oh, why'd you paint him black? Because I want him to be perfect. <laughs> yeah. So, so he does get his moments, and he's kind of like the robot tinkerer. You know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like I, I feel like, despite maybe two or three uh, upsetting moments of of you know jokes and things like that. That he does get his that that all the characters get like a certain degree of agency among them, you know. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's like it, again, moments. it's like when I say that I was surprised it's a comedy. It's like I, I was surprised that it wasn't as terrible as I was expecting. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Huh? that's my takeaway of of Ice Pirates. <laughs> Put it well, on. They the do. Uh, they have to kidnap the princess. The, well, they don't kidnap the princess so much as they help her to escape. Uh, to go on her quest and their first stop is the pirate moon which is the part that drew liked um <laughs> there's like mm-hmm. there there's fighting and there's uh pirate sex workers and they swashbuckling uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. there's there's sw- definitely swashbuckling and they um there was a really confusing moment though where they're escaping the princess's ship and Roscoe gets into a car with uh, Killjoy. Oh, yeah. After the robot pimp is like, hey, we take credit gold, whatever you've got. It was so ridiculous. I couldn't (laughs) handle it. Um. (laughs) And they get in the car with him, but then they're all the next moment all on the ship together. Yeah, no, it just cut. It just cut, and I didn't. I didn't like pause and think about. We need to find that yeah. that hidden deleted scene. Yeah, there's uh-huh. a deleted scene there. somewhere. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that like, the ah, gap. the robot brothel just doesn't really pan out how we thought it would. Let's just cut yeah. it. <laughs> there are at least like five totally bonkers moments. If you just describe them to someone, they're like, "What is this movie? Like, how does honestly, that connect?" Like the best case scenario to see ice pirates is at a midnight that midnight screening when you've got like a yeah. beer in your hand it would be great with a, it, it, a nice rowdy crowd yeah with an audience <laughs> this movie is 
a much better experience, you know, because <laughs> there's, there's just so much that's just, you know, crazy. Even I think Drew yeah. and I experienced that watching it together instead of alone. We, yeah, we it, was, it was so much better of, watching of it Having together. someone to soundboard off of a little bit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I watched it with my husband, Dorian, and he kept being like, this movie is insane. This movie is fucker. <laughs> There's like, so many, so many set pieces. He looking up facts about it, and he'd be like, this uh-huh. movie costs $9 million. <laughs> This movie costs only two thousand dollars less or two million dollars less than Star Wars, and he was just looking at facts and telling me facts about the movies. Um, speaking of weird little parts, at one point an egg erupts, and Uh, a little monster comes out, and they keep describing it as space herpes. Space space herpes. herpes. You got the space herp. It happens. It happens. It's a little. uh, it's a little like snail-like creature, right? It's almost like the Wrath of Khan, like earwig thing. Uh-huh, yeah, you know, it, was, it was probably the grossest alien thing in the whole movie, though. That's probably the yeah. one part where I was like, I don't want that thing getting near me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, it, it, is, it did feel like maybe five... one of those. Good. It's the five-minute alien sequence. Right, yeah. we have the five-minute alien sequence, uh-huh. shortly to be followed about thirty minutes later by the five-minute Mad Max sequence. Yeah, <laughs> which are I both movies the Mad Max that they they came out in '79. Right, Ice Pirates is '84, and Alien and Mad Max uh, released like two months apart from each other in '79, wow. which I did not know. Uh-huh. I was like, "What a year for movies!" We but also the, the Ice. Pir- <laughs> yeah, we can see the timeline of the screenwriting. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I love the Mad Max part. They learn yes. that the the guy they're looking for, Lanky Nibs, is uh, at a place called Sweetwater, which you can only get to over land. Uh, so they have to seduce this like frog creature, frog lady, yes. frog lady, yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> who is down to clown, who has a digital. She has a digital tongue. What did you guys think of her? Like, like, how did they do that effect? She had a. I don't know. I want to know. Some poor person probably painted it on frame by frame. Mm-hmm. Oh wow, <laughs> that's my guess. But... As an, an unfortunate person, not uh-huh. like monetarily poor, like you know, yeah. just an unfortunate. Person. I don't know. They probably didn't pay him very well either. <laughs> Um, there's all these cute prairie dogs in the like space yeah, like those desert. Were great. That, like it's like um uh Caddyshack. They like pop up their little heads. <laughs> I, I feel like that's an important moment. That's like a moment. It's like okay, they want to have fun. This movie wants mm-hmm. us to have fun. Huh. They're just not trying to get in and out and and sell us a knockoff like by having. It's not important at all to the story, but just having these space groundhogs pop up and down as they're watching the events of things take place they this movie wants us to have fun mm-hmm. they um have this running joke of these like donkeys and pigs that they uh, <laughs> right. that they pick up as babies yeah they they, uh, they um they uh, the guy they visit on the desert flats He's got these these furry babies, like these little donkeys and these little like uh, pigs, peccarine, pe- yeah, these little pe- uh, pigs, uh, peccaries, um, and 
I'm glad that, you know, it's like the guy dies, everything gets crushed, but they take home the furry babies. Yeah, they keep them in the... He plays such a great part in, like, the the time climax, though. Mm -hmm. You know, we're not there yet. It's a big setup. It's a big setup that pays off. (laughs) I I was Um, impressed. I was very impressed with the giant payoff to these random little animals that... Yeah, the cute little baby donkeys. Mm -hmm. Um... So they find Lanky Nibs, and he is aged 20 years because he got too close to a time warp uh, on his way to find the seventh world, which is where all the all the water flows freely, and they have clouds and rain, and it's like this paradise that they have Mm. to try and find, and that's what her father was doing. Right is what we learned that her father yeah. was seeking the seventh world and he found it, but he couldn't um, convey to them where it was. Mm-hmm. But also Templar society reason. and what's his yeah. the evil Templar guy was like, we gotta we gotta shut this down. I feel like if if there's a weak if there's one weakness to the film. <laughs> Um, it's just that I really don't have a grasp on who is the main bad guy and who is mm. trying to stop them. It's really more seen from the pirate's point of view of gallivanting and then people show up to stop them. Like, I don't uh-huh. really get a sense of uh, who is the the main bad guy. Yeah, you know? who were yeah. those, like, were those just natives on the Mad Max roller? <laughs> they were, like, on a, on, yeah. on their land raid? Like, I don't, where did that, they call like, That thing I looks think. so dangerous. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> to film it, I was like, that is just begging for an accident. Uh-huh. Yeah. It, it had a big bounty hunters on the front. Like <laughs> yeah. a big bouncy like styrofoam skull that just like <laughs> looks uh, looks so unmenacing. And, <laughs> and like twelve foot diameter wheels. And then yep. they're like making the stunt men just run in front of it. Now there's no way that thing can stop if something were to go wrong. This is like the era of like <clears throat> Milo and Otis when we would, you know, throw animals off waterfalls still. So yeah. film safety hadn't quite got to where it is now. No, we were very, it was very unsafe uh, and it felt very unsafe. You felt the danger, the, the real life danger. <laughs> I, I feel like it added to the experience. I, I was so concerned too. for everybody. Yeah, I was concerned. Like, you know, I was but maybe this is one of those moments. It's it was it wasn't so much the production, but I was really concerned when Angelica Houston was in that sword fight that preceded the the desert flat scene, you know, yeah. with with the bounty hunter. It's like, no, oh, yeah. don't kill her. She's too hot. Yeah. <laughs> so some of your best characters. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you have to live to be better characters. Angelica Houston is very hot in this movie, and she's also very believable as a pirate. Mm-hmm. She was yeah, the best of, part. I felt all her stuff. I I, I totally bought her uh, and Ron Perlman. I could take the Ice Pirate spinoff with those two. <laughs> I love the development of uh, her and Killjoy. Uh, mm-hmm. The like the very the like her just giving him the evil eye as he like just casually like touches her shoulder or whatever like halfway through the film and then. By the end, they're like in an embrace and a kiss as they uh-huh. find the seventh planet or whatever. Yeah, they're like, yeah. Yeah. They're in like a, a rough codependent it. relationship. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
So I'm kind of confused on what happens next. They go back to the ship and he's reading Space Travel Magazine. Yes. <laughs> the, the Space Herpes ruins dinner. Yep, that's right. Super And gross. that seems to just be a, a funny little part. Then they end up on a planet where women who are riding unicorns attack oh, them. Oh, God. Totally forgot um, about that. Yeah, moment. the fog. The fog. <laughs> totally right, forgot the about that moment. smoke planet. Amazon. The unicorns are like bees because well, they'll hit you with the horn and then the horn rips out. Yeah, yeah I thought that was wonder, like, is or that's just okay? really bad abuse towards unicorns. Yeah. <laughs> I just a unicorn horn grow back. But yeah, like the, mm. these these women are jacked and they want to break you they in half. They fucking are. <laughs> it's impressive. Well, no, yeah. and who is who is this guy? So it, in the like amazonian planet <laughs> world there is this uh-huh. head a la simpsons a la futurama there's just yes. this head guy and i still don't it seemed like he knew the princess's father but i still do not know who he was it's so was crazy this is on the that craziest well. part of the movie <laughs> it is and it, it makes no sense I, and i like drew had no idea <laughs> Why are they here? Why is it Bruce Valanche? Because <laughs> uh-huh. I think the dad is there. It's all still... And the, I wish we could have like seen the dad at some other point. Because, again, I was always very confused. Yeah. About, I mean, this Did princess we only mother. see the dad when he was like super aged? Was that him at the beginning? No, that's a no, different guy. That's a, that's the emperor. It's like head of Templar guy. Which I also don't yeah. know why we saw our talk to him. Right, exactly. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so they, they do make a funny Tylenol joke. He gets his head cut off and he's like, I have a splitting headache. Do you have a Tylenol? And she's like, you'll need more than a Tylenol if you don't tell me where my dad is. And I'm like, they have Tylenol in this universe? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's probably their Tylenol one like, big fourth they survived. wall. They, they, cut, they won the corporate wars. Yeah. Yeah. Um. <laughs> so her father is there, but he's a robot. You know what yeah. this movie yes. needed is a Darth Vader. Like uh, he's not the head yes. of the organization, but he's the mm-hmm. bad guy that they've got to fight at no. the end. Yeah, there's no Firelord. Yeah. There no. is no. There's no one that we're like waiting to to defeat. Like the main bad guy, I always thought was just like an administrator on whatever ship we were on, mm-hmm. and he kept returning <laughs> and being kind of in the background and being mm-hmm. upset yeah. at things. It's like a DMV workers, your villain. Right, exactly. He was never, he was like the caseworker, you know, but he was never like, he was, he, he never felt like he was the main bad guy, you know? To, to compare it to the other Big Pirates movie, it's like you have commenter, commentator Norrington, but no Barbosa. There was no right. true villainous, there was just bureaucratic annoying this guy. Yeah, like you didn't. You needed a Davy Jones. You needed a Barbosa. You needed someone to. And it's not even like like Norrington was like like the most mustache twirly. Like this this guy yeah. was. You know, this guy he was like you know like Nor. Yeah, you just needed one more visible bad guy. It's like, oh, and you he, know, he gets he gets the one scene with that old Templar dude who's like dying and says he needs to give up his body or whatever, but you don't, uh-huh. that's it. That's the only time we ever spend alone <laughs> yes. with him. And we don't get any other chance to be like, what is this guy's motivation? Is he just 
evil is he? And it, yeah, I don't know if he's like literally the emperor of the universe, or he's just like <laughs> the 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 guy who 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 was just there, who was like you know, he's like the the daytime manager. Yeah. <laughs> um. So we find a ring in Bruce Valanche's mouth that has oh, yeah. a hologram of we, the dad we all with it together. <laughs> what else you got in there? I think it's the line. Oh, yeah, that wasn't great. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I need to talk about the sex scene. Yes, oh, please. Hmm. I've been waiting. <laughs> uh, the best they... music ever in a sex uh-huh. scene. <laughs> it's uh, it's really long. Uh, it so is. Long. It's gratuitous. <laughs> so long. It starts uh, to make you wonder if this is going to take a turn into a slightly different film, maybe. Right? I was like, how sexy is this going to get? And it gets pretty sexy, uh, but they go into a little room and they put on a tape uh, uh, called Passion Storm. (laughs) Which is basically just a big slideshow. A big slideshow. But at some like point, it is off. raining on them, and I'm like, "Water is supposed to be the most." I, uh, yes. <laughs> you you realize that's just this is egregious, pee, right? That's just recycled pee. <laughs> well, that's even as recycled pee, it, it has to be so valuable. Like we saw people <laughs> like trading little little drinks for like things, and these two mm-hmm. are just having intense, dirty coitus. Uh-huh. Under under this rain, not even in like a bathtub where it's like just fills and contains. It just keeps right. coming. It's we all know how wasteful showers are. We were in Arizona. We grew up with yeah. little <laughs> water drop puppets coming to our school, telling us not to do that. Can can we talk just for a moment for the types of movies where water is so rare, like Water World? It's like. <laughs> you realize that you got to drink like a lot of water every day, yeah. right? Like that's why I was stunned by the that, animals too. I mean, it can be in low supply, but it can't be like I, I feel like droughts are only like a short term problem because then everyone dies, right? Uh, yeah. I get solved yeah. typically. <laughs> in that it's got to be. I guess there's like a maybe there's a substitute, you know. Um, for... Well, they seem to be drinking alcohol, but alcohol is like water based. <laughs> yeah, al- alcohol is is dehydrating. That's that's not. Yeah, that's super not great. a good plan. I kind of wanted to see the wealthy people like being lavish in their water, you know. So it is like we mm-hmm. have a lot of water, but the wealthy yeah. are like they're they've got pl- house plants everywhere and like <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Like you know, it's like Dune works because there are planets that have water and this planet doesn't you know Mm -hmm. and it's a it's a it's a resource that they're barely able to get by with but um but yeah it's tough like i feel like there would be a point where water would be in in uh in short supply and then a lot of people would die and then it would kind of normalize to where there'd be less people but there's less water you know Mm -hmm. right uh, there'll be as many people as water can sustain Right. Um, so maybe it's a recent problem. But the sex scene was just a, like <laughs> right, if I was a, to... if I was another pirate on the ship, I'd be very upset when they walk out naked. And I would be in there with a canteen scooping up their dirty sex water. Right. Don't, don't get me wrong. I'm excited about you guys, but 
people. <laughs> I didn't know we had a full-on shower in the <laughs> hollow room. Yeah. Right. I would have been in there doing the passion storm alone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Drinking right. water yeah. from the sky. That was, a, that was always an option. <laughs> uh, so the Templars uh, board their ship and uh, a robot shits itself. Yes. <laughs> yes, in, in one of the greatest yes, insert does. shots ever. <laughs> the, 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 the like production team with their like, handful of bolts and oil right. drop right. them at the same time. That's on somebody's like real <laughs> VFX reel. <laughs> Movies can make anything happen. Yeah. <laughs> so at this point they're heading to the seventh world and they are uh, going through a time warp time so that warp. Uh, every second is worth a day. So they're all aging rapidly. <laughs> and the robots loved. apparently age faster than the humans. You know? <laughs> yeah, like, of course. They're, they're like disintegrating and, and falling apart. And the humans, I was like, well, my beard is kind of. I've got like it. a three week beard. Yeah. <laughs> I think uh, I do feel like it's the highlight of the movie is this ridiculous. I agree. Oh, yeah. this time so many jokes about. pay off all of a sudden. Even the, the sex donkeys scene. and the pigs grow up. The sex scene pays off because she gets pregnant mm-hmm. and has a baby. Ooh. <laughs> ah, yeah. <laughs> Which Sorry is so about wonderful. that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it, and I loved, like, it's like, oh, let's, ch- how is Nanny doing? Like, the grandma maid. <laughs> She's gone. <laughs> She's just a She's desiccated corpse. Brutal. <laughs> yeah, she's just a skeleton in the corner. <laughs> uh, but the little boy is like a little mini pirate. And uh-huh. then as mm-hmm. they fight the Templars, they they start dying. Like uh, Roscoe dies and uh, Ron Perlman dies. And they're like, I'm getting too old for this shit. And then they just die. I know. Mm-hmm. I, the, the late stage wigs were amazing, though. Oh. Like, they were. They just had the gigantic wigs and beards. Yeah, and I, I love how the, 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 uh, the, uh, the princess, like, her hair was so long that it became, a, like, a, a, a problem for her. Like, yes, no, yeah, when it gets things. stuck on that. Yes, uh-huh. so good. <laughs> and then the, then the little kid, kid grows up, and he is now our lead. <laughs> and he he's over the right. He is. Right. Yep. <laughs> he saves the day by killing two people. Like, there's only two people left, and he kills them. <laughs> I did it, Dad. <laughs> I love you, Mom and Dad. And then Zip we Zap Zop. We spent so much time together. Out of the yeah. Time warp. yeah, and and I'm assuming she's still pregnant, but yeah, it's I think like. So. No, my <laughs> kid is my gone. Understanding, now. My understanding was that the sex scene happens. The first month, they don't make a good job of like explaining it. You think it happened they, in the, the time warp? That's the first thing that happened as they're headed to the time warp. That was my understanding, but I don't. Oh, I need to rewatch okay. it. That's what the that's what mm-hmm. those space pirate guys hope. Right. Uh huh. Well, because as it starts, she's all like, "Shouldn't you be at the helm or whatever?" Right? She's <laughs> right. like, "Shouldn't you? Aren't we like headed to the most dangerous part?" And he's like, "No, baby." Right. And then that baseline yeah. starts. <laughs> right, yeah. Uh, there could have been a, a moment to where it's like, oh my god, none of that happened. And then they share, look, should we? Uh, I, I'll pay for it. Okay, okay, you're great. Okay, we're on the same page. Um, uh, but so they find Earth 
And they, well, they're like, what happened to the Templars? Oh, they were one degree off, so they died in the time warp. Yeah. Oh, okay. There there one degree off. Problem solved. Right. Yeah. Take back one Kadan to honor the god whose arc this is. They yeah. were off. They were off. Which and... then prompted me to look up how much more water there is in other planets and moons around us. Oh, and Europa yeah, is Europa. apparently a way better option. <laughs> yeah, scientifically, yeah. this movie is a little questionable. <laughs> well, but the movie just but, but ends, bet... too. They're like, oh, we found Earth. We High fives it. all around. Credits uh, roll. <laughs> and credits roll. We are That's out of pirates. Money. I don't anticipate <laughs> yeah. they're gonna like set up a legitimate trade route. I think There's... they're just gonna create the biggest black market the Templars have ever seen. Yeah, it, it, it's got it's got a fantastic sequence, but then it just sort of ends. Mm-hmm. You know, some, like, t- yeah, some yeah, point you're it. out of money, and you're yeah. like, how many more set pieces do you want, Nathan? We gave you Mad Max. We gave you Aliens. I wanted so much more of this movie. I wanted this movie to never end. We gave you Amazons (laughs) and unicorns. We gave you a unicorn on a soundstage. Just so much dry eyes. (laughs) I will say that the sex scene does end with what I would call for its time some pretty progressive female (laughs) oral sex. Yes. (laughs) Politely. But... For its era and its time, him going down frame, I thought was uh, was very very classy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then the eruption of all that water. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! Yes. So, on a scale of one robot shitting itself to ten robots shitting itself, <laughs> how do you rate the ice pirates? I think in the way Nathan said, if you're watching it alone, I'm going to give it four self-shitting robots. But if you are with a group and you are with some friends and like, you just like, just have, have one drink. You don't even need two. You don't need three. Just one, something to enjoy yourself. Four, it's, not it's at least an eight. It's at least an eight if you have yeah. a yeah. group to like I'm, enjoy. I'm on, the sa- I'm on the same page. Like I would give this like a five or a six. Uh, yeah, like a, I'd probably give it a six the first time, first watch, you know, just if you're watching it on your own. But this is like one of those perfect um, watching with a bunch of friends. You're not uh-huh. taking it too seriously. It's definitely kind of like an eight under those circumstances. Yeah, I'm I'm you right know. there with you guys. Yeah, like a, the, like one of those like cult classic screenings. You know, mm-hmm. like, there was genuinely a ton of effort put into this film. Like there's nothing lazy about it. And I think that that helps sell the comedy and the, and the tone so, so much better. It does not feel like a cash grab or anything. The set pieces are huge. Like some of these sets, I'm, I'm genuinely like, my God, like you guys built a whole space Tortuga pirate place. They did. And you were they filming did. on it for seven days or whatever. <laughs> I think I need more people to know about this movie. Like, I need this to not have been something I hadn't seen until recently. Like, I need, like, the only other time that we've watched a movie that I felt that way about was Runaways with Tom Phillips, where I was like, more people need to know about this movie. Mm -hmm. Um, More people need to know about Ice Pirates. I'm going to champion Ice Pirates and get it out there into the world because, like, you're right. 
if you're just by yourself, like, oh, I'm going to watch a little sci-fi picture. I'll throw in ice pirates. You'd be like, what is happening? <laughs> um, but you get even one friend over to watch it with you, and all of a sudden, it's a party. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And and I think it works, you know, like Ron Perlman and Angelica Houston and whoever plays Killjoy as our like and whoever plays Roscoe as our B characters are also like immediately likable. Um, we're rooting for them. Robert Ulrich is a lovable asshole and we're rooting for him. There's craziness and, you know, it, it all pays off in the end. So I think. Yeah, this movie ends at an eight. Yeah, I think we're we're all on the same page, Sean. You're not okay. allowed to rate it if you differ with this. If it's no, I'm I'm right there with you. That like you know, five six alone, uh -huh. elevated elevated by friends in a, in a crowd. <laughs> I would love to watch mm -hmm. it with a, a genuine crowd. Perfect. Yeah. That would be perfect. Um, so what about a deep cut recommendation? If you like Ice Pirates, you'll also like what? So oh, I've got... Oh, go ahead, mine's John. a little connected to even that stage play still. But at oh, the yeah. time... <laughs> the, we need these, to go more, yeah, we need to go into the stage play. <laughs> these, the students were, I guess, given a choice. And it was either oh. this or Time Bandits. And for oh. some reason, they all denied Time Bandits. Um, but I love, 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 love Time Bandits. That's maybe not a deep cut because it's a pretty popular <laughs> film, but it's it's got some of that same wonky eightiness, like mm -hmm. kind of mm -hmm. big big set pieces. But then sometimes, you know, like your your Roman costumes might be a little cheap or something on you. <laughs> but it has the same vibe. Like Time Bandits uh -huh. has the same vibe. Yeah, uh -huh. I think Time Bandits like coalesces into like it a little more like somehow it's it just congeals into like a, a a slightly better executed product but yeah uh i think they both go for that same level of fun i agree a great choice drew what if you got you, if you liked ice pirates you'll like the omega virus <laughs> milton bradley's 1992 first electronic talking board game so it's a oh. few years later, and there's no, <laughs> there is no water shortage, but it is campy sci-fi, you know, high budget, ridiculous hijinks, um, and just for some reason, the aesthetic reminded me of this board game that I've mm -hmm. loved for years and years. It's just and I'm looking at the pieces on it, and these little, they, they look like the little robot cyborg people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice <laughs> That's awesome. That's <laughs> that perfect. is that I is what. What it evoked in me. I think that's our first board game recommendation. I love it. I can't believe it took this long. <laughs> wow. That's perfection. What do you got, Nathan Blackwell? So I feel like another movie that sits in the same realm of like that midnight screening, see it with an audience. Oh my God, this is over the top, um, is the 1980s Flash Gordon. Oh, uh, okay. yeah. Soundtrack by Queen. That's one of those ones that we've, we've, we've been asked to do by a couple of people. Um, yeah. And we haven't done. We haven't I, done it. Yeah. I may be slightly defensive because I prefer like the, the old, like late 30s, 40s Flash Gordon, you know, and this is mm. like a campy, 
Rocky Horror almost version of Flash Gordon, you know, um, mm-hmm. but it's still fun. It's still fun under the right circumstances. Yeah, it's funny because I'm watching the I, quietly the trailer in the background for that one, and I, mm-hmm. I get so much Voyage Trekkers from this. But you guys are obviously because <laughs> wow. you both pull uh-huh. them from the old Flash Gordon. Right? Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah, I'm sure there's bleed over. You know. <laughs> It's funny that you mentioned that, Sean, because that's my deep cut recommendation. Is oh, Voyage oh, Trekker perfect what? segue? <laughs> yes. Nice. Nice. I was the whole time I was watching this. I was just like, I can't believe Nathan hasn't seen this <laughs> because <laughs> there's so much. Uh, there's so much Captain Sunstrike and Jason, <laughs> uh, even down to like their costumes and like their like the way they seem. Um, I just kept thinking of Voyage Trekkers, so I want to recommend the web series <laughs> Voyage Trekkers. Um, it can uh, be seen on squishystudios.com. Yeah, uh, it, my favorite episode is called Laser Swords at Dawn. <laughs> <laughs> and I think, I think Drew, aren't you in it at some point? I, I am a fierce, fierce alien. Yeah. <laughs> I, no, I think mm-hmm. even that scene is myself, Sean, and Jared, our old uh, cowboy stunt <laughs> director. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, in the yeah. in the TV episode we did, we did a half hour episode that was kind of like the the last big Voyage Trekkers thing that we did. We did we did two seasons of the of the web series, uh, and then we did and then, um, geez, like then a big like old episode, four or five episodes. Yeah, four or five years later, we did. Uh, like a big old like half hour episode, like if this was a TV show. And it's all brilliant. And so I recommend mm-hmm. it. Yeah. And I think Sean is killed twice. Yeah. You I'm killed twice. a web series. I die. Well, what's funny is one of the, there was a little kid in the episode that I die in who my blood sprays on this little kid's face. And this was, I don't know how many years ago. And last semester, that little kid was now a young adult and was in my film class. <laughs> and we were like, oh, crap, oh we God. were on set together. And he's also in uh, Last Movie Ever Made. So uh, it was kind of That's a cool awesome. small world. That's terrific. It's like, last time oh. I saw you, you were just a, a small, like, 12-year-old pretending to cry. Oh, <laughs> wonderful. Crying for my death. <laughs> so... um. So, Sean, where can people find and support your filmmaking? Where can they find and support uh, Forever Home? Um, yeah, totally. Uh, so, we, you know, we operate under, under our production company, Third Productions. So you can find all of our work at thirdproductions.com. Find our YouTube, Instagram. Uh, honestly, not as good. Keep the Facebook up to date nowadays. But uh, we're there, too. <laughs> yeah. And anything big happens will be posted there. Uh, and then Forever Home, uh, we're looking to get you know release that to the public this coming year uh foreverhomemovie.com that's where all the news will be we're on all the socials with forever home movie and that's just kind of like a goofy horror comedy about a young couple who buy a haunted house and realize it's haunted kind of that classic setup with our own goofy spin on it (laughs) wonderful um drew where can people find and support you can they go see Um, uh DrewLatham.com. Yes, absolutely. That'll be playing in Scottsdale at the Scottsdale Center for the Arts. Um, DrewLatham.com or Drusif Laser on Instagram. D-R-U-S-E-P-H-L-A-Z-O-R. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, a lot of 
updates are just involved with forever home as well right now so that's what i'm pushing you know we want to get that out to the public and and let let the people see so yes i can't wait to see it i i want to see it for sure um nathan where can people uh support how do we stalk you nathan yeah, how do we stop you? <laughs> hmm. Well, squishystudios.com is the easiest, but you know, if you go on YouTube and you type in squishy studios or or you know, voyage trackers, then it that you know all our stuff will show up there. But yeah. We basically we it's split between all the voyage trackers as its own YouTube channel, and then Squishy Studios is kind of like all the, the other stuff. The short films, the the feature films, so and the last movie ever made will be coming to uh, something near you soon, right? That's the hope. Uh, we don't okay. know when it's releasing. It'll be it'll be next year, possibly in the okay. spring. Um, but but yeah, when 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 I know more, then I'll let I'll definitely be sleazy and and push it a lot. So that will be a parade. <laughs> yeah, nothing sleazy about it. I don't feel like we dived enough into the stage production story <laughs> the staged adaptation know? of ice pirates yeah again the most frustrating thing is that there was time bandits or ice pirates and ice yeah. pirates somehow won out over time time bandits we had a high school drama director who was either really lazy or or a genius i don't know <laughs> depending who you talk to but his trope was just to take an 80s movie script pare it down and then let high schoolers do it on a stage <laughs> so this was this was not a like one off he loved ice pirates so much this was this was everything from 9 to 5 before it was ever a musical when it was just the Dolly Parton film this is he actually he's got, he did that a bunch like, cuz he did we did uh -huh, yeah. before it was a musical <laughs> He did. Wow. We did Young Frankenstein before it went to, went to Broadway. So he was he was on to something. I think he was a pioneer. <laughs> he was a pirate. Yeah, yeah. He was exactly. And, he so, was. and so, how long were these productions? Uh, you like, know, like a standard stage play, ninety minutes to two hours, and they, you know, so probably you five minutes for a week rehearsal. <laughs> and the best part, just like the film. Was of course the time warp sequence. Oh my gosh! <laughs> how would you? And then you know they got to like take out some of the, like we, we were trying to remember how. Okay. We just, we no remember how they no handled the castration on stage, or were if they there am that. Yeah, yeah. What I can't, I can't imagine. Like the movie's ninety minutes. Like, what are you filling it with? If because you, you're obviously going to be cutting out a bunch of things. <laughs> like you the know. Mad Max part. Yeah, it, I mean, he was... also would sometimes boldly go for it and think, you know, they, I'm not going to rule out that kids weren't dragged across the stage in some Mad uh -huh. Max by unicorns. But we did Purple Rose of Cairo, and we did all this pre-filming so that during the stage play, the movie was on the screen happening, and then the character walked off the frame onto the stage. So, like, um, that's a that's incredible. Like That's we awesome. we we would go for it. So with the ice pirates, it's like, yeah, he probably did try that Mad Max sequence foolishly. <laughs> yeah. I have a hard time remembering it. I I saw it probably once, and I think I was literally in the booth with our drama teacher, just kind of like you know the getting the director's commentary during the show, not just watching it. Mm -hmm. 
Well, that sounds like a genius to me. That sounds like a, a pioneer and a genius. Wonderful. Uh, well, thank you guys so much for being uh, here with us today. Thanks for listening. Thanks for sticking all the way to the end. If you want more Most Excellent 80s Movies podcast, you can find more at truestory.fm. Uh, you can sign up to be a member of the podcast where you'll get episodes early, uh, a week early, and you also get access to the True Story FM discords where you can find out a little bit extra, not only about our podcast, but about all the other fabulous podcasts on True Story FM. Um, and while you're out there in the world, uh, it's a new year. Make sure you're being excellent to each other and party on, dudes. Party on, dudes. Party on, dudes. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs>